Hello and welcome to In the Footsteps of Jesus Down Under. My name is Joseph Matichich and I will be your host for today's program. Today I have a special guest, Dr. Kyle Dewal, who recently visited South Australia. Welcome to the program, Dr. Dewal. Thank you, Joseph. It's very nice to be here. Please call me Kale. You happy with just Kale? Absolutely. Yes. That'll be great. Now tell us, where are you from? What are you currently doing? Firstly, let me say I'm delighted to be on the program. It's very nice to be able to talk with you and talk with our viewers as well. I'm originally from South Africa. I was born there and uh, spent much of my schooling there. And uh, I've traveled to a couple of different places after South Africa. I worked in Asia. I worked in New Zealand. And then since 2009, I've been working and living here in Australia. Whereabouts are you based in Australia? Uh, Joseph, I work at Avondale College which is a Christian institution of higher education in Kurongbong, New South Wales, uh, just off the central coast, beautiful spot, and I'm there with my family. We've been uh, there for, as I say, since 2009, and we really enjoy working there. So you are working at this Avondale College, Higher Institute of Education. What do you do there? Uh, What's your role? Yes, Joseph, I am the head of the theology department, or what we call the Avondale Seminary, we train um, ministers for the Seventh-day Adventist Church locally in Australia as well as New Zealand. And, of course, once they're ordained, they can, in fact, travel and work anywhere in the world. So we have around about 120 students, uh, ranging from year one to year four. We also have postgraduate students as well, men and women. And, in fact, uh, our theology department is open to anyone of any faith tradition, you don't necessarily have to be a Seventh-day Adventist, okay. Okay. but specifically our task is to train ministers for the Seventh-day Adventist Church. Okay. So it would be fair to say that you are a minister yourself, or you've worked as a minister, is that right? That's correct. And I wanted to talk to you a little bit later about that. Sure. But can we go back? Yes. And uh, you touched on a little bit where you're from originally, but what I wanted to ask you is, have you always mm. been a Christian? That's a good question. You know, when I, I was growing up in a small town on the north coast of South Africa called Stanga, I didn't go to church. And um, a great mum, great dad, lovely home, but we never went to church. I do remember probably around about eight or nine going to church on a Sunday with some friends of mine. And then I remember around about ten... Uh, going to church on a Saturday with my mum and my brother occasionally. So, um, yeah, I didn't really grow up in a home where I went to church regularly in those formative years. And you were then about 10, did you say? That's correct, yes. What happened? Well, we moved from this very small regional town to a bigger city called Durban, uh, home of the Natal Sharks, for any rugby fans who could place that city on the map. And so when we moved to Durban, mum began to attend church once more. And so my brother and I went along, and we really enjoyed church. Uh, Saturday after Saturday, we went along. Dad would drop us off. My brother and I and mum would go to church. And so really, we began regularly attending church from that age. And I was young, impressionable, and... Um, it was a beautiful, loving, caring, friendly, great community of people. And I really grew in those formative years in my, in my faith. 
Is that when you made a commitment to, to Jesus Christ at that time? Good question, uh, Joseph. I was baptized at, at 12. Yes, you're right. Yeah, I did make a decision then. And um, got involved in the church, you know, working with the young people, getting involved in Pathfinders, which is something like Boy, Boy Scouts or Girl Guides, you know, uh, and marching and tying knots and going camping and swimming and getting a whole lot of guides in Pathfinders. That was a wonderful experience. And so my formative years, uh, church was a big part of it and, and sport and, and mum and dad and a great home and a great extended family as well. And so this, this was in the Seventh-day Adventist church back in South Africa? That's correct, yes. yes. Is there anything from those years, as, as a, let's say as a teenager, yes. uh, where yeah, you really experienced, you know, started to really experience God that you can recall? Yeah, I've got to jog my memory. And that's a very good question. You know, when I was around about uh, 17, I felt that God was calling me to become a minister. And um, I, I was interested in a range of different, you know, prospective careers. I was thinking of medicine, I was thinking of engineering, and, um, but I really got this, this tug in my heart, you know, to consider becoming a minister. And one of the challenges I had is that I stutter, uh, especially with vowels. And my dad's name is Alan. Well, I got that right. And I would sometimes really stutter with my own dad's name, you know, and I'd be embarrassed in class because I stuttered so much. And so I was very concerned about the fact that I stuttered and becoming a minister, a big part of it is speaking to people, you know. But, um, yeah, I'll tell you this quick experience. I was 17 years old, and I got a call from a friend of mine saying, look, it's our youth day at church. The young people are taking every part of the program, we would like you to preach. Joseph, I could have... Of all parts. Oh, yes. I was happy to do anything else but preach. And uh, so I was invited to preach. And I still remember my sermon. I preached on the miracles of Jesus. Boy, were my knees knocking. I was very scared that Sabbath. But uh, I and, got through. And the stuttering? <laughs> you know, I, I didn't stutter. Is that so? It's amazing. Yeah, absolutely. Occasionally, I still do, and I still get even nervous. I'm nervous talking to you now, but you're a friend of mine, so I'm relaxed. <laughs> it's all fine. It's all fine. You're doing well. And, yeah. So, yeah, so that's how I got, a, I got a sense within my heart and mind that God was calling me to, to become a minister around about the age of 17. Wow. And um, it's interesting to hear you sh share how you sensed yeah, God calling you that uh, you, you could have chosen to... Uh, I think you mentioned medicine yeah, or, or, so, or some yeah. other things. Yes. Dare I say it, probably better, better remuneration, etc., <laughs> etc. Et uh, but, but the reason that you uh, chose that instead obviously means that God must have been very significant in your life to, to respond to that tugging on, that you felt on your heart. From yeah, yes, yes, you're right there. You know, um, I, I've come, you know, broadly speaking, from a Christian family, even though I didn't go to church regularly in my formative years. Um, but I guess the Christian influence was there, as I say, broadly speaking. And, um, yeah, just I, I, it's, it's difficult to explain, but just a very deep sense within my own heart and mind that I was to be a pastor and, and share God with people, you know. Difficult to explain, but 
as a young and old, it was, uh, it was very real, very powerful. Yeah. yeah, that's great to, to, to hear how you sense God very real then. And mm. obviously, if we go a little bit further, you, you must have gone off to, uh, to prepare for ministry. Would that be right? That's correct, yes. Uh, there is a Seventh-day Adventist college in Cape Town called Helderberg College. And so uh, I spent uh, four years studying, studying there, which was a really uh, great experience, growing, developing, learning, making mistakes, but just a very positive and dynamic experience. Now, we we could we could talk about your your work then as a as a church pastor. Yes. Um, and perhaps if there's something that that really stands out from that time, I presume that was in South Africa, was it, Kyle? That's correct, Joseph. Yeah. Yes, I spent five years working as a minister in South Africa, and I really enjoyed those five years. However, as a, as a young student, I'd spent two years as a student missionary. Uh, working in the Seventh Adventist Language Institute program in South Korea. And I had a fantastic experience. This was 92, 93, 94. I had a brilliant experience uh, teaching English, teaching the Bible to you know, South Korean university students. And so once I was married, I said to my wife, oh, look, you've got to have this experience. It's a brilliant experience to serve God in a foreign country, connect with people from a different language and culture and background. Uh, to meet other young Christians from different parts of the world, all with a heart for God and a heart to serve God. And so we actually, after five years of working as a church pastor, we left South Africa in, nine, in 2000 and went over to South Korea and the Seventh-day Adventist Language School program, and we spent two years there, two fantastic years. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. And as, you know, Talking with a minister, we, we think now of, of, I guess, of our society. Yes. Um, in general, particularly in, the, in our Western world, yes. Christianity, the churches are, let's be fair, they're not prominent, are that's, they? That's true. Um, what, what would you say, as you think back to your time pastoring, whether those five years or even during that time when you were student missionary, um, h- how did you sense that God was, was real, mm. that, that, you know, that, that, that this person, Jesus Christ, you know, was a real person who, who, is, who mm. is actually interested and does work in people's lives. Yes. Is there anything that you, you mm. remember, recollect, or want to share about that? Yes. Yes. I know, you know, the, the Scripture says that, um, you know, without faith it's impossible to please God. And a lot of people do grapple with that notion, what is faith? How do I get faith? Is it just given to certain people, you know? Uh, so that I can have this faith to please God. And yet, uh, the scripture also says that faith is a gift from God and uh, that God has, in fact, given this gift to everybody. And so, when I, especially when I was working in Asia amongst uh, beautiful, you know, Buddhist young people, secular young people, how do you connect with them when they have no Christian upbringing, no Christian background, you know? And so, in that Asian context, it was about letting them know that God has already given them the gift of faith. And all they need to do is open their hearts and exercise that faith toward God. And so, as I, I remember sharing with you know awesome, beautiful young people, what I've shared with you, Joseph, and that really would make a difference to knowing that they already had that gift of faith. They needed to exercise it to know that God was real and powerful. And you know, when they took that step of faith, I tell you, it's just wonderful. So many dynamic, beautiful Young men, young women flood back to my mind, uh, coming from a Buddhist background, saying, Kale, tell me about Jesus Christ. 
how do you know he's real? How do you know he's real? And uh, one, of the, one of the things, um, among a number of things, but one of the things I would do is show them the historical evidence for Jesus Christ, you know. And we'd look at historical sources. Um, Roman historians like Dio Cassius, uh, Suetonius. We'd look at uh, Jewish historians like Joseph of Arimathea. And so I would try to take them to credible historical sources outside of Scripture, outside of the Bible, and say, look, here are historical sources pointing to Jesus Christ as a real person, you know. And so those are some of the ways in which I'd communicate with with Asian students to let them know that Jesus Christ was a real person. Well, that's really interesting. On a couple of fronts, Kyle, um, the fact that you were there within a context that was clearly non-Christian, and uh, I referred to a little bit earlier that here in Australia we uh, are moving that way, albeit we still do have a... Yeah, at least a nominal Christian background, but, yes. but you, you found that yeah, faith was able to, to be something that people could, could recognize and accept and, mm-hmm. and, and provide an opening for uh, a commitment to, to, to Jesus Christ. And so that can probably work here in this culture as well. Uh, Joseph, I think it could. I worked for seven years as a pastor in New Zealand, and I know New Zealand and Australia are different countries, but in many respects similar as well. You know, Western heritage, uh, Judeo-Christian values, you know, belong to the Commonwealth. So strong common ties between both countries. So I had seven awesome years in New Zealand and, and found again, even with um, you know, young secular Kiwis and even working here in Australia, uh, young, Australi- young Australians want to know, how do we know that Jesus Christ is real, not just a figment of Christians' imaginations? You know? And I think for me, demonstrating the historicity of Jesus is very important because it tells us that our faith is on solid evidence. The other thing that I really enjoy engaging with young people with is showing them the archaeological evidence of Scripture. And as you look at the Gospels, you look at uh, the Old Testament, a range of genres of writing, there's solid archaeological evidence that tells us the events portrayed in the Old Testament, the events portrayed in the New Testament, are in fact embedded in historical truth. And again, looking at the historicity of Jesus, looking at very strong archaeological evidence, gives um, young people from whatever background uh, a strong platform to begin to build their faith. That's excellent uh, to hear that because I was actually going to ask you that very thing about you are now a university lecturer, effectively uh, lecturing theology. Yes. Uh, And and I really wanted to to actually ask you about what is it for you, Mm. what is it for you you yourself that personally helps you be Confirmed in your mind, mm. yes, this this Jesus that I p- believe in and that I that I teach and and now uh, share and, and lecture on is real and 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 yes. and you know, where is the evidence for that? And I think that yeah, what you've touched on there, the historicity of Jesus, you're saying, mm. and also the archaeological evidence that, mm. that the biblical record yes. can be trusted. Absolutely, absolutely. In fact, you know, there's a, recently uh, there was a discovery made. This is. It was made in the 19, it seems quite far away, in the 1970s, for, archaeologic, for archaeologists, I mean, that's, that's recent history, but brought to light in popular magazines and so forth uh, more recently of a man who was uh, crucified in the first century period. And um, what the evidence portrayed is the nail that was used, uh, the bone where, you know, the lower tarsal of his foot 
and where the nail was placed. Um, that sort of evidence demonstrates, for example, that crucifixion was a common mode of execution for the Romans. And so, again, to acknowledge that Jesus Christ was crucified, we can say, well, that's, that's quite plausible because we've got some evidence dating to the first century telling us that that indeed did happen, you know. So those are some examples, I mean, that's one example, Joseph, of, of credible archaeological evidence that backs up, you know, who Jesus is. But more than that, you know, the Christ- Christian faith is not just about an intellectual exercise, you know. I remember reading a book um, some years ago now that spoke about our history, Um, your history, my history. My history is a checkered history, mistakes, failures, shortcomings. You know, who who can give me a clean slate of history? Who can give me a clean record? And I remember reading this book, and the author put forward the case that Jesus Christ was able to give me a clean record because he lived a perfect life. And I tell you, Joseph, when that thought really impacted me, you know, I've, I'm now 45 years old. I have 45 years of litany of errors and mistakes and shortcomings and failures. But Jesus Christ lived on this earth perfectly. And when I accept him as my Lord and Savior, his perfect life, his perfect record is credited to me by faith. It's given to me by faith the faith that, in fact, is a gift from God to me. And so the Christian faith, yes, it is an intellectual acknowledgement that Jesus Christ is real. But more than that, it's about our heart being impacted by what Jesus Christ is able to do for us. And, and that, for me, is something profound and, and deeply spiritual as well. well that's really interesting uh, to hear you share. And thank you. It's great to hear how a... A university lecturer like yourself, Kyle, lecturing in, in biblical theology, training other ministers, um, also sees how our faith in Jesus Christ is personal and is real and actually uh, is relevant still today. Um, you experience God is real in your own life yes. and, uh, and you see its impact on, on other people's lives. Thank you very much for, for joining me uh, today and you, being Joseph. a guest on our program. Thank you. And uh, we want to wish you much of God's blessings. Thank you. The same to you. And thank you to each and every one for uh, joining us today on our program. It's been a pleasure to share this time with you. May God bless you.
mountains and who made the trees who made the rivers flow to the seas and who hung the moon in the starry sky somebody bigger I'm weary. Thin-